0: Michigan GT is coming at you. Greetings gamers. Here we are. Episode six of the Michigan GT Number podcast. Six. It's in the mix.
1: <laughs> so what do we got going on tonight?
0: Oh, I think we're going to talk a little bit of horse heresy. That's an interesting game. It is an interesting game. <laughs> very interesting game. Uh, and then we're also going to talk a little uh, Manic prop. Product. Yep. So we should have a good time doing some recaps of, of the Manic events at the GT yep. this year. And and then we're going to go over uh, some upcoming Heresy things going on. Awesome. The first event of the 2022 season for the Horace Heresy Michigan Group.
1: Yep. And they do, and they the fact that they connect everything is really cool.
0: It is very cool. You know, if really... For any of our listeners out there, I know we're kind of jumping the gun and you haven't heard what we're talking yeah. about yet, you know. But, <laughs> you know, if you are interested in the whole, you know, historical 40K, the 30K universe, yeah. you know, look up the Horse Heresy Michigan group. Uh, you could do a lot worse. <laughs> and uh, they're really I, a bunch of nice guys. And, I'll tell
1: you, I joined their Discord. Okay. I had to turn the um, notifications off. I was just it's up. constantly going yeah. on. I'm like, wow, these yeah. guys got a lot going on.
0: I've tried to do the Discord for a couple of different things, and I, I just it's can't It's too much. Do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I just, uh, I got too many things other things going on in my life, yep. man. I can't be chasing that around all over the, all over the place. Uh, kind of throws me back to the old message board days. <laughs> Right. Yep. You know, and we had a very active message board back in the day for our 40k group around here. Yeah. And uh, I've gotten away from it, and I guess I'm just not willing to go back.
1: <laughs> yeah, Discord has kind of become that message board. Yeah, it definitely. Set up. It definitely has yeah. that feel. You know, it's quicker, but
0: added features and stuff like yeah. that. But it it definitely has that uh, that feel to it
1: yeah it's still too crazy (laughs) getting to too many groups and you can't keep track of everything
0: right yeah you well at least i can't (laughs) i can
1: (laughs) i think i only got like 10 groups but it's still too many oh geez
0: i'm not even that high and i still can't keep up with the the four i'm on it's, it's pretty pathetic so great well Everyone out there, thank you for joining us. We made it to episode six, uh, actually officially episode three of season two. Yep. <laughs> I don't know how long I'm going to go wrong with this stupid theme. I have. Well, on you here, know. <laughs> but, but you know, we're, we're a couple, uh, few weeks actually, what a month removed from the yep. the GT this year, and we're getting things revved up for the 2022 season. Yeah, we're actually like literally already. a month
1: away, a month past, a month, pa-
0: a month yeah, yeah, a month forward, forward. Forward, back, left. So eleven months to go till the next one.
2: <laughs> Not yep. that We're
0: counting. Uh, so anyone out there who's actually interested in the exact details of the 2022 event, uh, we do have some dates picked. Uh, I can't announce them officially quite yet. Soon, as we need to get the ink signed on the dotted line <laughs> before you know we yeah. can actually come out and put a put a date out to the public. So uh, our on-staff lawyer is going over the documentation now. Perfect. And as long as he doesn't find anything that is jumping out of him that needs to be altered, we'll be signing that in the near future. Awesome. And then we'll have a big-time announcement for all of our gamers who are looking to come out next year.
1: Which They are coming out next year. They better be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah.
0: I think so. I I, I hope they will. Well, yeah.
1: I mean, they... It was fun because they all had a blast this year, um, right? And I think we're a month of past it, and I'm still seeing people talk about it.
0: That's a good sign. Yeah. yeah and
1: of course, you have us talking about it every other right. week, <laughs> well,
0: you know, for sure. You know, and and I'm definitely biased. You know, I'm not going to pretend. I'm not going to pretend that I'm not. <laughs> but I can't think of anyone I've heard that did not have a good time. Yeah. I mean, there might have been, you know, one or two things they might have wished was a little different. Sure. But I think everyone said, I had a great time. They all had
1: a great time playing their games. I wish
0: the hotel would have this or. Yeah. I wish there was better parking. The concessions would have been open until blah. Or, you know, or, yeah, I wish I didn't have to pay $5 a day for parking (laughs) or or whatever. But overall.
1: But the actual GT itself, people had a blast.
0: Right. You know, and, and I even think those side things, it wasn't a deal breaker for no. anybody. So which
1: no, was, I which think we're going to have a lot of people come back and bring some friends with them too.
0: I, I really hope they do. I oh, really yeah. hope they do.
1: Uh, so do some interviews. Yep. Uh, talk about some of the stuff we've been doing. Right. Uh, because both of us have kind of jumped head on in Conquest, haven't we? Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> we're waist deep at this
1: point. <laughs> yeah, and, definitely. And, and, and it's getting deeper. Yeah. Uh,
0: I need to get some actual games in.
1: Yeah, Um, which I did uh, earlier last week.
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear about it.
1: Yeah. Uh, So we'll talk about that, and then we'll wrap it up.
0: Sounds excellent. All right. All right, hang on, guys. We'll be right back.
2: Golden Rhino Games is Ypsilanti's hot new gaming store. At GRG, you'll find a great hobby store carrying products ranging from tabletop miniatures, RPGs, board games, and a vast assortment of hobby supplies not commonly found in the US. At GRG, devotion to the community is our main priority. We provide an awesome place to gather and play games on our custom-built, full-size gaming tables that are wired for your electronic devices to charge while you play. You'll really immerse yourself into the tabletop experience with our wide selection of terrain and playmats. Want to learn more about the hobby? We regularly hold free learn-to-play clinics for a wide assortment of games. Need to take your painting to the next level? We offer classes for that, too. So what are you waiting for? Become a Rhino and join the Golden Rhino Games community today. To learn more, go to goldenrhinogames.com.
0: Greetings, gamers. Welcome back. It's time to dissect the GT. Rick, are you ready to break this down?
1: Sure, we got a special guest tonight.
0: Oh, who do we have?
1: We have Brian from Dead's on the podcast. <laughs> All
0: right. Brian, are you there? Hi, guys. Hey, yep, welcome, man. Hey. Awesome. Thanks well, for having me. Oh, you well, Thanks for coming on. It's a much yeah. bigger favor to us than to you, I think.
3: Yeah, definitely. <laughs>
0: So uh, here we are. We're uh, we're about a, a month review, uh, removed from the Michigan GT, and yep. how are you guys recovering? Uh, I'm pretty fully recovered at that, this point. That
1: first couple weeks, though, we both sounded oh, yeah. pretty rough.
0: We, we're pretty rough. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of voice left after that event. I don't know how you fared.
4: Oh, I, I had uh, I had ran into a similar issue. I know I was uh, I had my mask on, so I was trying to like project. Well'll we'll be through that on top of obviously the noise in the uh, the room itself being yeah. you know you a know, big event.
0: and I completely get people's desire to wear the mask and stuff, especially in that enclosed of yeah. you, know, you know without that many people. Yeah. but boy, did that make it difficult to understand what the hell people are saying?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little rough. Yeah. you
0: know well, you know when you get into the big crowds like that, you know, even though I'm, like, not a lip reader, you do kind of... You end up learning you, how you to... You rely on it a yeah, little bit. Yeah, you figure out yeah, some yeah, of yeah, the yeah. things, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then he just totally cut and then that, you cut it that and out completely. Right, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's what the tough. heck did that person say? <laughs> yep. All right, so... I'm just going to nod and go, yeah, you yeah, probably... Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes. Yep, yes. sounds good. yeah that, that rule is whatever you thought it was. Yep. Yep. So, Brian, you're a uh, a representative of Mantic Games, right? <laughs> So yeah. what do they call you guys? I'm sorry. Uh, we're the Mantic Pathfinders. The Pathfinders. That's what it was. Everyone's got their own tricky little name. Oh, yeah. And wrong. they all mean right, the exact right, same yeah. thing. Yeah, they, they all do. You know, yeah. You know. So, okay. So you're a Pathfinder. So you demo a lot of Mantic pro- products throughout the year. And yep. you also yep. help to run events you know, throughout the, the region, correct? Yeah. So the event you helped to run at our event, you did the Dreadball I... League in a Night. Yep. Great. So how did it go? What were your thoughts? Uh, it went really well. We actually had um, a surprise uh,
4: player uh, step in. So uh, basically, I didn't have to be the Rainer in my own event. Oh, that's nice. Uh, which, is, which is fun. Uh, we had a couple of uh, other friends come from, from way out of town uh, that we hadn't seen in, in person in a very long time. Lincoln, uh, right? Or, or yeah, yeah. Uh, Nebraska, Oh, From Lincoln, right?
0: Nebraska. Yeah. That's a haul.
1: Yep, John Jack, one of our close buddies, who's also a Pathfinder. Oh, that's cool. Uh, him and his yep. girl came up.
0: Oh, very yeah. cool.
4: Yeah, they uh, they came and and had a, a really good time. Um, Dreadball is is a like a sci-fi sports game. It's kind of a weird combination of like rollerball meets lacrosse uh, meets like rugby. Okay, and so uh, kind of like the running very, like the running man. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's a it's a, it's a fairly pretty close.
4: Uh, uh, you know, description of, like, <laughs> right. in your head. And for you of, listeners, uh, if
0: you've never seen The Running Man starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> go watch it. Yeah, that's appointment viewing right there. Yep. Yeah,
4: yeah. And, uh, but it, it's, a, it's a really fun time. And so League of the Night in particular was uh, a little extra flavor in that uh, there, there's what they call league play, which, uh, for those that aren't familiar, it's basically, uh, you know, your your players are going to be gaining experience as they play and score points and okay. do do crazy things and so over the course of it you have kind of a grow a grow league, right? Yeah, yeah Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and
1: there's sponsorship and everything in there.
4: Oh, that's fun. So (laughs) And so
0: we we crammed that all into just a handful of hours. (laughs) Right now how many how many league games did you play in this league in a night? Uh we we ultimately did three because I'm terrible at math when I was trying to figure (laughs) out exactly how long
4: we had uh, between uh, each game. Basically, we we kind of tried to budget for a little bit more time in between games. And I just, for whatever reason, I did the math really wrong. And the third game was only supposed to be fifteen minutes, I guess, uh, <laughs> as opposed yeah. to an
0: hour. Oh man!
1: Um, Not to but, be fair, my third game was fifteen minutes.
0: Okay, and, 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 but you, did you finish? Yeah, oh, I got my butt you got kicked. Your ass kicked. Okay, <laughs> all right. So Rick
3: is it a was, very bad. It was one of those player. things
4: yeah I, I will I won't confirm her tonight um,
0: <laughs> the Detroit but, Lions uh, of dreadball
4: <laughs> I, that's way too accurate <laughs> but uh, but yeah we we ultimately like we could have uh, squeezed in that that last match but we were all kind of it was obviously it was late at the night we were the last game out okay uh, and we were so we were the like, last ones. so there. you guys were
0: wrapping up around midnight then <laughs> on 11 yeah yeah okay.
4: So, and I was like, you know, you know, if we're, if we're all cool, if everybody's, you know, it a long day, we can we can call it here, and then we kind of. democratically said, "Yep, that sounds good." Great. And uh, but but it was a, it was a whole lot of fun uh, getting to, to
0: see some some people we had for a while and, and get some dreadball in. Well, that's fantastic. So the players that you had in this event, this is this was kind of an uh, add ons not the right word. A small a small scale yeah. event. That was just yeah. kind of meant to be plugged into the end of another, probably full game of day of gaming for many people. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah so yeah. You, know, you had people who probably for already, him.
0: Yeah, already played in a long eight, yeah, to, eight Brian to 10 hour played event in during the day. Kings of then War. You jump into this at what about seven o'clock at night? You guys started, I'm guessing.
4: Yep, yeah, we started at seven, yep. uh, which was an hour after. Uh, the the Kings of War event
0: finished for the day. Okay, so uh, which, time which to is another grab a, game. <laughs> grab a quick bite and then back at it, huh?
4: Yeah, so, I th- thankfully I managed to get the before before they closed up the dinner line. Right.
0: So, <laughs> how many guys did you have playing, or how many people did you have playing in the event? Uh, we
4: had let's
0: I believe it was about six, six players. Six players. Yeah. All right, and then of those six, how many were playing in other events at the GT? Do you know? Uh,
4: Dom, Dom had played in the dead, dead zone, zone and then, uh, Adam had played in the Kings of War tournament as well.
0: Okay. Yep. And then so we had, we had two people that had played in, in previous games. So you had four people in your event that, who were not playing in any other games at the GT. Yeah. Though, though one of them was, uh, working in one of the, the vendor booths actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he was able to sneak out and get, get a little gaming time in. That's really yep. cool. Yeah. Very nice. Well, excellent. So, would you consider running this again in 2022?
4: Uh, absolutely. I think uh, if, if not League a night, uh, doing a, a traditional dread, uh, dread ball tournament is also a lot of fun. So, it might, might be one of those things to uh, change it up a little bit. But either way, dread ball is definitely going to be coming
0: back. Excellent. Good to hear. So, as our listeners sitting out there, why should they look at Dreadball? Uh, Dreadball is
4: it's a very it's a really fun, fast-paced game. Uh, there's there's a great kind of push your luck uh, mechanics built into it that makes makes for really exciting uh, combinations of, of plays. So like your your player can like you know pick up the ball, and if the, the dice are in their favor, they can get an extra run, and then they can throw it to a player. And if again, if, if you double the amount of successes you need. Uh, on the catch, you know the, the play can keep going as long as the dice uh, roll with you. Well, um, it makes for some really awesome, you know, crowning moments where where the the odds are stacked against you, but if you pull off, pull it off and succeed, it's, uh, it's such a great feeling. So action packed,
0: um, a lot of drama.
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Edge of your oh yeah. Seat
0: kind of action. You know, just look yeah, at it, there's, look,
4: there's
1: big hits. There's uh, cheerleaders you know, messing with the players. Oh, excellent. <laughs> oh, yeah.
4: Cheerleaders. There's coaches rigging the game a yeah. little. You right. Yeah, you actually can. The ref is a, a component of the game, and so you can – Foul within the game, and uh, depending on if the ref saw you or not, <laughs> you might get away with it. Great, so it just you sounds can like distract the ref.
0: So, so yep. it's it, it's a good time.
1: Yeah, it's definitely it a sounds, good time. It
0: sounds quite beer and pretzel.
1: Very
4: much so. Yeah. Okay.
0: So not like uh, like highly hardcore competitive. You're just out to have fun.
4: Yeah, there's there's certainly those players that like it can totally play it in a very competitive fashion. Sure, but more often than not, there's like 32 teams out. Uh, in the book so uh, a lot of them are crazy aliens with all these all these wacky abilities and uh, and and stories kind of behind them all uh, dreadball even has a novel out actually uh, just just uh, came out in the last year or so um, and uh, it's it's a really fun time
0: oh cool and and this game is set in the the dead zone universe correct warpath universe yeah yep. war which yep. is what dead zones in yep okay
4: yeah, yeah. Right. Warpath is kind of the the formal
0: name for the the whole space. And are these all corporate teams? Is that kinda
4: Oh, there are
1: corporate teams, but there's also <laughs> uh well, the alien races aren't necessarily corporate. Um uh, right. but some of them are prisoners. Oh, okay. there's a, actually yep. so is that actually some races that are
0: like the the uh with the long the longest yard. Yeah, there's that there is
1: yeah. a convict yeah. team yeah. and they <laughs> love to foul, oh, like really? that's kind yeah. of their thing. Oh, shocking, yeah. They have shock collars. <laughs> their coach will
4: actually shock their own players. Oh, that's pretty. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 pretty great. Like in in the, the Warpath universe, it's it's this kind of far fun future where where mega corporations have taken over much of the known space, and uh, and so you know when you have the bread and circuses, obviously you got to have the circus part of it. Uh, which is what comes in the form of uh, Dreadball, the the game of the, the universe.
0: Oh, very cool. Yep. Oh, sounds like a good time.
1: Yeah, it's mm-hmm. it, my favorite part of Dreadball is when you flip the board and do Dreadball
4: Ultimate.
0: Oh, which, I was going to say when you got mad at your opponent. Oh, no, 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 flip no. the board. No,
4: you flip the
3: game <laughs> board.
4: <laughs> so so Rick's saying, actually, it's a, it's a 1v1, but there is a, a mode of it that you can do up to six players Going
0: head to head, okay,
4: and
1: that uh, becomes seriously a beer and pretzel game.
0: Yeah, yeah. How could it not be at that point? Right?
4: <laughs> that'll yeah. that'll fill up an evening, but it's it's always a blast.
0: Very cool. Well, it sounds like a lot of fun. So, yeah. as far as the GT is concerned, this was this the first GT that you participated in um, for Michigan GT for, at least for Michigan GT.
4: Yeah, uh, this yes, uh, we we had done. Uh, uh, in a previous year, uh, the Kings of War event was kind of the main main event uh, from from Mantic side that had come, and we had we had done a little uh, Three gaming rounds. while we were there. Okay, uh, we we'd done our own little kind of local league, not in the night, uh, but just to kind of get a couple of games in. Oh, I see. Uh, while we were checking out the scene, and so uh, no, it, it's uh, really really like the event. It's you know it's in our backyard more or less, and. Right. Uh, I think there's a lot of potential to to grow the community with
0: it. Oh, for sure, for sure. So you were also in. You said the Kings of War event. Yeah. So what what army did you bring for Kings of War? So
4: for Kings of War, um, which is a big uh, fantasy rank and flank kind of game, right. I I brought the elves. Oh, fantastic! So they're painted up like the MSU Spartans.
0: Oh, <laughs> well, obviously winners. Then you won the whole thing, right? Uh, the opposite, really. <laughs> uh, you gotta change the colors then.
1: He's as good at Kings of War as I am at Dreadball.
4: All right. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> Excellent. Uh, to, to put in perspective, I was at the literal bottom of that stack. But uh, it, it, was a, it was a great event, though. I had a, an absolute blast. Uh, Kings of War is another great uh, gaming community to be part of. Uh, really, really great uh, people playing it. And so, you know, like I said, even, even though I, I lost, uh, numerically <laughs> statistically, uh, I, I, I want to I say that I came out ahead because, uh, actually one of my opponents, uh, you know, guy I hadn't met before, uh, just happened to ask him where, where he was from. And, uh, he's like, yeah, me and me and my buddy, he was also playing. He's like, yeah, I live out in the Livonia, Livonia area. I'm like, I live in the Lavalonia area. <laughs> we found found out that we're five minutes from each other. Oh, how cool is that! <laughs> so we're, well, we've already and uh, even met up some more to get some more teams in. So uh, we're definitely going to continue gaming.
0: Right, and see, you know, you go to an event like the Michigan GT, and even though you lose all your games, you still come out a winner in the end.
4: Exactly. Yeah.
0: Well, it's the friends you made along the way, <laughs> as they yep. say. Very true. Well,
1: I
4: mean, look at it this
1: way. It's kind of funny because we did the interview with you on Deads on the Podcast, and here we are, Flipped, doing an interview with Brian on the GT Podcast.
0: (laughs) It's all come full circle. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome, Brian. Hey, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you you giving us a lowdown as far as Dreadball is concerned, and thanks for sharing your experience with Kings of War. And mm-hmm. you make sure you got we gotta have you back on uh before next GT, so oh, you definitely can break on break out for yeah. us what you got planned for next year. How's that sound? Oh totally. And then I will say I also did play in the dead zone tournament there, my friend. Oh, oh yeah, you had a busy weekend, my friend.
4: <laughs> he does this at AdeptCon too. Oh my god. Yeah. He is okay. kinda
0: nuts. <laughs> I I run, I run games and I play them with like a little time in between. Okay. Yeah. So but, uh, how, how did that event go? Did you lose every game there too?
4: Uh, kind of <laughs> close. Uh, the, uh, it, it was a fun time. Another fun one. I uh, got to play against uh, somebody that I uh, hadn't seen again in a, in a long time. I uh, had actually hadn't even played uh, dead zone with um, the guy. His name is Doug. Uh, came out to to kind of fill in the seats when we had some, some folks drop out, but uh no, it was. I, I really enjoyed Dead Zone. Um, it was actually we kind of treated it as the the big send off for second edition since that's third right, edition actually just right came in out. Right That's right. Uh, yep, yep. And so, uh, really, really fun time. Um, I, I played the GCPS, which are basically the Starship Troopers in the Warpath universe. Okay. Uh, and I and I brought. Uh, uh, Just kind of a a fun list uh, that had two giant mecha as part of it that were all Gundam-themed for those that are anime fans.
0: That sounds like a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. So what did your opponents think of you having those models? Are they, like, hardcore, or they're just looking cool, or... I know nothing of the game. So, so sure. the models
1: that he brought, they're they're based, they're striders. Right. They're actually in the game. He just modded them okay. to look like Gundam, and they look phenomenal. I see. I see. And everybody through the podcast, through us being Pathfinders, everybody knows Brian's going to bring these every single time, and he's going to put them up on top so everybody can see them.
0: Oh, wow. so he right. can, pe- so he and can, he can the... peacock up Oh, there? yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah.
1: And it works that really would, good would, for you, yeah. doesn't it?
4: sometimes it makes them a very big target.
3: Uh,
4: but, you know, it, 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 it's the rule of cool. It, it, it has to be cool and it's got to be up in front. And, you know, uh, it, it, it's, it's like, you know, when you, you go to fight against somebody and, and you have that stance that of, you know, arms down, face forward, you know, exposed. <laughs> like right. It's a very macho way to do it. Sure. Um, yep. But, so, no, it's always fun playing dead zone.
0: I got a question for you, Brian. So, how many – do you go to a lot of tournaments and stuff? I, I go to a fair share. Okay. You've won a bunch of favorite opponents awards, haven't you? <laughs> I've won a couple of them. A games.
4: few? <laughs> um, I yeah. didn't win them this year. I didn't win uh, any well, this that's year. That's true.
0: I, I believe that, and, and i got to say, and, and take this the ultimate best way possible, but even though we've never played, I've played against you so many times <laughs> and so many in so many events. <laughs> And I and I can completely see why you win those awards, man. You seem like you're a great oh, guy I, to play with.
4: Yeah, we I, the big focus
0: for me is always always the fun of the game and uh and you know, we'll let the dice decide the rest. <laughs> hey, there you go. Got to have a good time, right, or why bother? Actually my my new uh my new neighbor as it were uh actually won the Kings of War
4: uh sportsman, so I'm like, yeah. <laughs>
0: You're, oh, the, the 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 fellow that you yeah. met down on the phone, not your literal neighbor. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm like your neighbor games too. <laughs> oh my God, you've won the lot That would be
3: sweet. <laughs> yeah,
0: right. <laughs> not yet, but maybe. Yeah, maybe. You got to keep keep working it, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, Brian, we're gonna let you go. Thanks for joining us, and we'll talk to you soon. Yeah, thank you,
1: guys. Have a good one, Brian. You too. Bye now.
2: Mantic Games is a game company based in Nottingham, UK. We have been makers of Toy Soldier since 2009 and started with a little game called Kings of War, a fantasy-based mass battle war game. Since then, we have grown and produced many new games. In the fantasy genre, in addition to Kings of War, we now have Kings of War, Vanguard, a skirmish-based game, and Armada, a fantasy-based fleet game. In the sci-fi genre, we created Dead Zone, a skirmish-based war game, and its counterpart Warpath, the mass battle version. We also are makers of several board games and hold different comic book licenses. Our two biggest being The Walking Dead All Out War and Hellboy the board game. The Walking Dead is a player versus player game where each controls a group of survivors fighting over supplies while trying to avoid attracting the attention of the walkers. Hellboy is a co-op game where the players play a member of the BPRD to try and solve the stranger things that happen in the world. Lastly, we have several one-versus-many board games, namely Dungeon Saga, Star Saga, and the new hotness, The League of Infamy. Visit ManticGames.com for more information.
0: Welcome back, listeners. Joining us here is Jeremiah Grote. Jeremiah, you're welcome back. You were on last episode, and you've... Jumped in and joined us here to talk about your event coming up that you have going with your Horse Heresy Michigan group.
4: Well, uh, thanks for having me. Um, definitely here to promote my event, which is happening in December 4th.
1: What kind of event you got going on?
4: Well, this is our first narrative event of the 2022 campaign. And um, we are starting out small. We're going to play uh, two different game modes.
0: So, what game so, are you going to play?
4: Well, we're going to play. Um, <laughs> we're going to play Centurion, which is a style of horserace gameplay. It's, it's a fan made uh, style where everything but infantry, speeders, and regular dreadnoughts are zero one choices. So, it's basically just massive troops on the ground and dreadnoughts and speeders. Right. It's
0: those those, cool. those are fun. So, you're limiting the the, the big bad toys. And basically allowing unlimited troops and troops and, and grunts. Right. Right on.
4: Yeah, exactly. Very and cool. I, you know, thematically, that's what I always envision like the Legion fighting ass. You know, just right. like a bunch of awesome
0: space rings out there. Yeah, awesome. So. Very cool. Uh, the other type we're gonna do is uh Mortalis. So. Excellent. And the the Mortalis for those are who aren't yeah, you know down with the horse heresy thing, it's more of like an internal spaceship um, battle, right? You know, you're like in, in corridors and hallways and, and, uh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah so it's internal ship to ship combat kind of thing. Hey, that works. Yeah. Got my new puppy here uh, throwing <laughs> some background noise for us. Nice. It works. Yeah.
4: So we do We do have, uh, we're lucky enough in the Heresy Group to have a couple of Zulmercales boards, which, you know, those things aren't uh, very common. Although no, I do believe you
0: have one, right? I do have one. I couldn't resist the purchase when I was at Forge World there in uh, Nottingham a couple years back. <laughs> wow. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. I mean, that was a serious painting project that I undertook to get that up and going. So. I'm, so how uh, big is that? Um, it comes in one foot by one foot tiles. Okay. So I personally bought enough for a four by six tables worth. Oh, so I have 24 tiles. Uh, yeah, it was in their actual like three dimensional tiles. Oh wow. Yeah. So, you know, it was just kind of, it's a big project and a, and it takes a lot of storage. I'm sure it uh, does. Yeah, yeah, it does. It takes some serious, uh, serious place to to stack it off. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So yeah, mine are in four totes. You know, four it, totes, yeah, wow! I think I got my squeezed into two, but it, you know it was uh, it's a tough fit. So, what is the theme of the 2022 season, Jeremiah?
4: Well, uh, last year the 2021 season, which was just the Michigan GTV due, due to COVID, um, ended with the traders um, dominating and successfully capturing low Gas Crime, which is like our systems, uh, like uh, basically. Capital, capital planet. Okay. And, uh, so the theme of this next season, um, it's sort of like the traders are scouring and plundering the, the wool gas system as the loyalists make a tactical retreat out. So they're kind of playing on their heels for most of the campaign. And, um, they're going to have some different objectives to do that might necessarily won't be like taken territory.
0: Okay. As, as the Imperials. That's right. It's an imperial. So, and then their the goals are going to be more like to secure their retreat rather than necessarily conquering a location.
4: Yeah, it could be a, a wide variety of things. Which you know, some of these things we're still coming up with at the moment, but uh, it is kind of a, a interesting um, direction based on our results from our Michigan team. It was just such a dominant trader uh, victory. Right.
0: Yeah, sounds like the uh, the traders need to be shining in the in the thematic of this season's campaigns. So. Do we have a title for the season?
3: <clears throat>
4: uh, the season does not have an official title. Okay. In fact, I'm not sure we've ever done one of those. But oh, it might be time. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, it's uh, so but uh, so it's um, what else do we want to talk about? I think I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I'm hopefully. Actually, actually, to talk about the details. Was yeah, the yeah where, where is the event? Yeah, where be? are you doing this That's at? That's kind of
0: important. All
4: right, so we're actually at Upkeep Games, uh, yeah. which is in Howell, Michigan. It's a nice store. Yeah, it's an excellent store. In fact, I stopped up there last weekend to play uh, Dead Zone. Dead with, Zone. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and uh, checked it out for the first time, and it's a really well kept store, really clean. Yep. Nice gaming space. Yeah. I mean, it's a uh, it's a spa- nice, it's spacious place to too. Yeah, they they got a lot yeah, of room. Plenty of tables.
0: Yeah, he's he's really getting some momentum in that shop, which is cool to see. It's always yeah, so, and it's nice a great to location. See right? Yeah, it's kind of halfway between Lansing and Detroit. You know, I don't know. It's, it's a cool spot.
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: and, and you know what? Support your local game stores.
4: Uh, you know, if you're yeah. near there, go up there and buy something. Right.
1: So. Yep. Absolutely. So, what time are you guys going to be there?
4: Well, uh, the event starts at noon and, uh, it's going to run it was probably about six hours or so. So noon, noon to six, okay, uh, there is a, yep. There's a $20 buy-in and that $20 buy-in is going to be given away in uh prize support for the okay. event. All
0: right. Which, Very cool.
4: Yep. Uh, one of which is a, a painting contest, so you can enter in a infantry model, since that's the theme of the, the uh, event, which is infantry. Awesome. One infantry model you can submit in, as long as you painted it for this event, or you know, for this competition. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. Very cool. And I'm sure that's kind of on the honor system, right? You know, but um, all right. Super cool. So we're talking December fourth, Saturday, from noon yep. to about six, and we're playing Horace Heresy. And we're looking at a Centurion-level game at how many points?
4: 1,500. At
0: 1,500 points. Or a Zone Mortalis game at also 1,500? 1, 1,000. At 1,000 points. All right, cool. So if you guys are interested in coming out and checking out the local Michigan Horace Heresy scene, this would be a great opportunity. This is going to be the first of four events going on throughout the 2022 season. And it's a great chance to get out and meet other heresy players and all those cool models that you've collected and painted a great opportunity to get them out and put them on the table and have some fun rolling some dice.
1: And I'm pretty sure I got it on the calendar that my wife will let me go check it out. Oh, so cool. I'll be out there to see you. Jeremiah, be a nice and get some pictures. Drive.
0: Yeah. We might have to go down together oh. and check it hey, out. That worked. Yeah. Well, cool. Jeremiah. One thing, oh, go ahead. Thanks.
4: I do, oh, one thing to add, if you don't mind, um, if anybody is heresy curious, um, feel free to message me or join our Discord or Facebook or whatever. Right. You know, many of us have several different armies. You know, I think I'm up to three heresy armies now. So, like, no, I got four. And uh, anyways, you know, we can loan them out. You know, people, we can give a little, you know, starter forces. So
0: That's awesome. What, That's yeah. good because i ready opportunity. for a learning link Yeah, game. absolutely. Great. So, yeah, if you have some heresy stuff or if you're even feeling like trying it out, reach out to... Jeremiah Grode on Facebook or actually probably a better spot to reach him would be the Horace Heresy Michigan group on Facebook or like you said, their discord server, but Facebook would probably be a little bit easier route to track you down. Awesome. Yeah. Well, well, thanks Jeremiah. Appreciate it. Good luck in your event and we'll have to have you back on down the road to give us a recap. Yeah. And, uh, our February event we're going to have, so we'll talk about that too. Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. Have a great night, man. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. Hey, Rick. Yes? What time is it? It's hobby time! It's hobby time! All right. <laughs> we made it again to another hobby time. I hobby a lot. Uh, yeah? Yeah, I've been hobbying actually a lot more lately.
1: I, it's, it's different, though, because you're doing it for yourself.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea.
1: There's a, there's a little bit more excitement.
0: There, there is. Uh, I got to admit... You know, that last couple weeks leading up to the GT and about this almost whole month since the GT, I've been very lacking in hobby motivation. Sure. Um, You know, you definitely get that burnout of, you know, paint, 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 and more paint. Yeah. And, you know, so as we talked in previous episodes, I had... Some conquest delivered to me at the GT. <laughs> yep. It was some uh, very impressive uh, special delivery to me at the actual event. Yeah. A nice little gift package came in from uh, awesome Golden Rhino Games. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I got home and I busted it all out and opened it up and I, I assembled it all. So that part, I was motivated enough to get my pieces put together, <laughs> which was great. Yes, and then I followed that up in, immediately with priming it all, which <laughs> was fantastic. Sure, which I did on my airbrush because I got a nice smooth primer yep. coat on there that you know the rattle can can usually doesn't. Yeah, well, you can, but it's kind of a you know luck of the draw there. <laughs> uh, so I decided to go with the airbrush to make sure I I got what I wanted as far sure. as the quality of, of coat on there, and then they just kind of sat. For a couple, a couple weeks, and you know, then I said, "Okay, well, I I got to get going on this. I, I I need I need to yeah, you know, I need to get kick myself in the in the pants here. Yep. So I brought them out. I put them all on my little miniature stands, my Citadel miniature <laughs> yep. holders well, that, that I use, and I took a full unit, a twelve of the. Braves, okay. Of the Braves, the Spearman, Hulk, the Wadroon, the Hulk, <laughs> yeah. The not so incredible Hulks, Yep. And uh I put them all on my little stands and I said, "Okay, I'm going to get some skin on there." So I I busted like some contrast paints out. Right. And I just did all the skins and then they just sat. <laughs> and I was just like I could do this or I could just screw off on the computer. I well. could make some tonight, or I could just screw up on the computer. <laughs> and it was days and days and days. Yeah. It just kind of, I started it, but uh, I'm just not motivated. And then after like another week, I was like, all right, I got to get going. So then I <laughs> looked at those models that I had. And I said, you know, the flesh looks okay, but I'm not really happy with it. Sure. So what can I do about this? So then I worked on highlighting the skin, yep. you know, and added another highlight to the bring contrast, it bring yep. it up a little bit. I was much happier with it. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm feeling a little, little energy about this now. You know, now it's just not like, uh, now it's like, Ooh. And so a couple of days later, I jumped back at it. I started getting brown on all the leather spots. I'm like, yep. Ooh, this is now, you know, coming together a little bit more. And then after I got that on there, then now my ball's rolling. Yeah. I'm, I'm adding, a, like, a color or two every night. And now they're getting closer and closer to finished. And now I'm really starting to feel some energy, some hobby energy good, flowing good. through me again.
1: It's it's funny how that, like, when we put models together, we get, we get an army for whatever game it is. Right. We go through and we're kind of excited and we get them all built. And then it's a whole bunch of plastic sitting there. And it's like. That I got can, paint all it that. It can be deflated. It,
0: it, it
1: can be. It is. Right. But then you get that one, and like I did a test model. Sure. Uh, for my Nords. Yep. It, it, as soon as that was, I got colors on there, and I, I got a nice, this is the kind of browns I want and everything. It's the same thing. It's like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do this. Right. And you get that energy, and
0: right. sometimes
1: life will throw you a curveball, i.e. kids and sports.
0: Right. <laughs> it happens, but, but l- luckily- th- They only play so much sports. I mean, you got a little time after that.
1: You would think that. His last game was on Saturday, and his first practice was on Monday. Right. For a different game.
0: (laughs) But he's not bored.
1: He's not bored. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that excitement, you get that ball rolling. And it's like, definitely.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and um, I tend tend to be an Army painter, an Army painter. Yeah. I I don't paint a lot of individual models. Sure. I'm, I'm more of a you know, I got this project, I'm, you know, making this army to these parameters and this is what I got to get done for that. Yeah. Uh, I, at this point in time, now I have done this in the past, but I don't generally do it anymore. I don't like collect the range. Sure. Um, I I more say, okay, I'm going to make this army with these models.
1: But these units and this leader, yep. that's it.
0: You got it. Yeah. This is my list. Yeah. I am going to paint this list. And then occasionally down the road, maybe if that book gets a refresh or new units come out or something, I might re-address it and add sure. a thing or two. But I, I find that once I get past that list, I'm bored <laughs> AF with, with that that project. Yeah. I'm, I'm ready to move on.
1: Move on to the next project. Yes.
0: Yep. Yeah. I, I need something fresh. Um, so we're going to see how the Wadroon go for me, you know, (laughs) um, since I really haven't played much, I I don't know what my list is, (laughs) (laughs) well, Um, but I do know that it's going to have some Braves in it.
1: Yep. It will definitely have some Braves. Um, and so I'll tell you, I, I kind of do the same thing. I ended up, I, I've got a list for the Nords. Oh, you do? Yes.
0: So did you come up with this on your own? Sort of. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> um, kind of it kind of went off based off of their starter, um, because I I made some deals and I had some extra money, so I went to Parabellum and ordered directly. Nice. Uh, using our code. Oh, we
0: have a code. We
1: do. Oh well, what does that code do for you? It gives you ten percent off. 10 oh, percent off is good. We like ten percent off. Absolutely. <laughs> And it was quick, too. Um, so I made that order last week, and I've already got shipping notice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so it should be here in the next couple of days. I
0: put an order in, too, but I haven't got it shipped yet. Oh. But it doesn't release until next week.
1: So, Well, there you go. That's no fair. <laughs> You're getting a dinosaur, aren't you?
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> the apex predator. Yep. Yep. Uh,
1: no, I just went with the starter uh, and a couple of extra units.
0: Okay, great. Um, so the starter, meaning the the three units and the two characters? Yeah. And then the rule books? Yeah. You know, and all that jazz. Yes. Awesome. Um, for, for the Nords.
1: Yep, for the Nords. Um, mostly because I was, uh, well, I like Norse mythology anyways. Sure. So they were kind of caught me on that. But then I was working, looking on their army builder. Right. And I noticed that they have werewolves. Yes. I saw um, that too. They have werewolves. They do have werewolves. I like werewolves. So
0: <laughs> one of the the neat things about Conquest is it's it's a fantasy yeah. world. Oh yeah. Uh, but it does draw heavily heavily influence from our Earth's historical yes mythologies. Yeah, I think, it, that's, it a draws, good, I think it, that's a good, good yeah because it, it
1: actually it draws from multiple different mythologies. Right. So uh, and kind of combines them. Like the Nords, the
0: Nords, who you're looking at, are are kind of loosely based on Norse mythology. Yes. So um, we're talking a lot of Vikings. We're talking Loki were, werewolves, and werewolves. We're talking and trolls. The
1: wargs and yeah.
0: wargs. Uh, you're also ice giants. Ice giants. Yep. You know, you know that kind of thing. Which Mountain is,
1: jutons. With I just finished building one of them.
0: Right. So there's, uh, so far for the game, there's five factions out. Yep. Uh, the Nords being one. And then uh, the other the, human, the other other human faction is the Hundred Kingdoms. Yeah, and that's you know more traditional knights in shining armor. Yeah. Uh, if you're a Warhammer, the villagers fantasy people, it's more like a Britonia
1: yep. style. Uh, Bretonian and then the Kings of War. It would be the Basilians. Sure. Yeah, it's all that the human faction.
0: Right. You know, you, you're talking medieval yeah. German. Yep. Basically, and then. My faction, which I chose, was the Wadroon, which is kind of a tribal orc yeah. race. And it's not... They're it's not, not your traditional orc Not orcs. traditional orcs. No. no they're, uh, <laughs> they're a more intelligent being than what you see in, in common fantasy tropes. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be interesting to explore as I go on. So and they have the
1: shamans. and They have shamans. Yep.
0: They, they heavily draw from nature. They're... Uh, very closely tied, very uh, druidic. Other, druidic is a great term. Yeah. Um, so they're heavily tied to the beasts in nature that surround their the tribal they territories.
1: Timeless right. <laughs> or multiple, lots of, them. lots of them. Yes. Um,
0: so that's that's uh, you know an interesting, cool new take yeah. on a you know a race that we've seen over and over again through many different <laughs> games. Uh, and then also another very different take are the elves, which are called the Spire. And, yeah, you know they They're... do have some traditional elf look in some of the units, but they also heavily use um, kind of like I guess for lack of a better term, of various types of like golems.
1: Yeah,
0: right. And yeah, so mag- all... magically animated, you know, drones that yeah. that do the heavy lifting for them, which is also very cool and original. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth and last race currently out is the Dwaygom, which are dwarves, like fire dwarves. Yeah. Um, and and in a lot of ways, they do have many, many of their units have a traditional dwarf look. But then they also have some other units that you know do stray from that traditional,
2: you know, traditional dwarf style. theme a little
0: yeah. bit. You know, um, but they kind of have that that GW Fire Slayer thing going on in some ways too. They, they, they really do. Kind of tied to. I mean-
1: it's kinda of tied into their lore though. The fire I mean,
0: elemental kind of Fire is
1: across the whole board for them. Right. Um, because they were created by dragons. Yes. Good point. <laughs> Which leads to it, so it gives it more than it's like for myself looking at the fantasy in GW, I see the multiple different dwarves and I'm like, huh? Yeah. Mostly because I haven't I haven't really dove into their stories. Right. Uh, but with
0: well, and these, and the, and the, it's the same. Yes, and the the weird thing about where GW has gone with dwarves, for example,
1: you know, pirates.
0: Well, the tra- <laughs> was... the traditional dwarves they had yeah. were the Tolkien dwarves, yep. right? Yep. You know, and then with the whole Age of Sigmar evolution, yeah, or or the whole modern Games Workshop evolution is they've worked really hard to abandon the traditional, traditional fantasy tropes sure. for all these different races. So that's why you're seeing the air dwarves, you, you know, the yeah. the Caridon overlords you know, who ride in their dirigibles because that's not a, a Tolkien dwarf.
1: It's definitely not. Right.
0: You know, and then you have also the fire slayers <laughs> yep. for the the other style of dwarf, also far from a Tolkien dwarf. Yeah. You know, they're, they're they're two very original distinct paths. Of dwarves, but not dwarves as as you know them, sure. And so, you still have all these kind of um historical dwarf models that they can still get a hold of, but they don't really have a place in in, in current Age of Sigmar. You know, now they've gone these two new paths, sure. Um, and so, but now that we have you know in Conquest, we're talking, like you said, this is what they've started. From yeah. the from the get go yeah right they they're just not trying, that. they're not trying yeah. to to get away from something and go to this this is where they started, yeah, and which is actually
1: a really cool in like the design of them yeah um it, it was really tough to go between them and the Nords right uh, but Nords ended up warning out for me
0: well very cool well, I'm looking forward to seeing your nords on the table I'll paint <laughs> it up
1: yeah exactly um
0: uh, so it, about how many points do you got
1: um I honestly have no idea. Oh, put it <laughs> up. All right, I haven't actually done the numbers yet.
0: So what? How big of a list did you build? Um. Let's
1: see, one, two, three, three units of twelve plus a Jutuan plus uh. See, I have the blooded. I have Jarl, and I have.
0: I think it's a Jarl.
1: Jarl, Jarl, whatever. <laughs> My wife's the teacher, not Uh me. And then I have a. He's a character, but he goes into a unit. Um, Oh,
0: he's like a a champion?
1: Yeah. Uh, I have those three. And then I have some werewolves being printed. Oh, great. Because with Conquest, I mean, they're pretty big on use our models. Yes. But they don't have models for the werewolves yet. Oh, they're not out yet. Yeah, they're not out yet.
0: So did you scale these up? Yeah. To, to match the 38 millimeter. Yep. Uh,
1: luckily, I had already printed um, this set of werewolves for Kings of War. Oh. So I already had them at 28, so it was actually pretty easy for me to scale them up.
0: Oh. oh okay. So you are yeah. reprinting them. Yep. Okay. Complete reprint. So you you own the the files yep. already, and now you are actually just gonna print make them a little bit a, bigger a and copy give me, so yeah times twelve or whatever.
1: Yep. All right. And then um, I did find in the in the Facebook group. Um, they have a base, because they do that for, every base has four sections. Right. Um, they actually have one on there, uh, an S, a free SDL for right. From like... a base for the leaders. So it's in the middle. Okay. So you don't have that base with three open spots uh, and a leader in it. Well, you're
0: supposed to make your retinue, man.
1: <laughs> I haven't gotten that far into it yet. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's where I'm at, like. Right now, as far as All right, what I have, cool.
0: you know, I I tracked down. Well, I didn't really work that hard to track down. I ran across. That's probably <laughs> a better a better phrase. I ran across a designer on uh, one of the Conquest Facebook groups. Yeah, who is designing 3D files for Conquest. That's awesome. And one of the things that he's been working on is a, a thematic base set. So that would be uh, you can 3D print. The whole tray. Yeah. And then also the bases that the guys sit on. And then he's got magnetic slots in there to, put, oh, to attach magnets. I'm definitely down. Yeah. So he, he just wrapped up his newest theme, which is kind of like a cobblestone. Okay. Cobblestone streets, which looks very nice in, in his sample he had painted up. And then he also has a set he's already done previously, which is like a littered battlefield. So you have like broken swords and shields. Sure. And armor, like muddied. Like a muddy like battlefield kind of thing. I like that idea. I like yeah. that idea too. Uh, and I think he's selling like the whole pack for twelve bucks. Oh wow! I'm all over it. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to pick it up and and and. Pre- awesome. In fact, I'll probably pick up both sets actually, <laughs> Um, just to have you know some yeah. options and that kind of thing. And I'm really hoping he does more because. Hope so. You know, I think hopefully he can find a you know a crowd for it. And he's also designing some hills that are meant for conquest. So you know, like low flat yeah, meant for stands to sit on kind of thing. And uh, so I'll probably pick those up off him too. Cool. When he finishes those up. So I have something, you know, that actually fits the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the, I was looking at my stuff downstairs that I have for fantasy scenery. And I'm like,
0: this stuff doesn't
1: really Mm-mm. set. I mean, my, uh, so I have a whole bunch of MDF from uncertain scenery, uh, who's a UK based company. And, uh, castle walls uh a big windmill and some bridges they'll work for this sure um but i don't really have any hills or any other kind of like village kind of stuff that work for this game yet
0: yeah i've looked into printing some stuff already for it i haven't gotten around to it yet uh and scaling it up to 38 mil yeah a lot of stuff doesn't fit my printer
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's what i'm trying to figure out too so
0: you know i might have to farm that out to one of my friends who's got a large larger printer or wait until a bigger printer comes out that i'm going to grab when it comes out sure we'll see Uh, i will get it done eventually um in the meantime i have plenty of stuff that will work it'll work
1: but i would kind of prefer
0: (laughs) to see it you know the right scale because it just looked cooler oh yeah you know and the other thing the irony is i cut all my mats down (laughs) You know, to the, to the yep. new Age of Sigmar, you know, board size. And then now I'm starting this new game that goes back to the old size that I was <laughs> using before. So at least I didn't tear my tables apart. So the, my yeah. tables themselves are, are the correct Still size. Still the right size. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going to have to head over to the, the GT storage <laughs> locker and, and pull out a couple of six four mats so I can <laughs> have something full size to play on. Sure. So <laughs> this past weekend, you know, you – if I'm correct, you did a demo.
1: So actually, um,
0: for conquest.
1: So yeah, it was uh, what day was that? Saturday. Sa- I, Saturday. I believe Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ian came up to Evolution Games, right? Uh, and g- threw a demo to game for me.
0: And he's a vanguard. Yep. For Parabellum. Yep. Which is the Pathfinder equivalent. <laughs> yeah. Or the Outrider equivalent, or, or the Warhorse, because oh. he's also
1: a Warhorse oh. for uh, Wild West Exodus. There
0: you go. Uh, for Parabellum.
1: Yep. Um, yeah, he came up, it was just kind of a spur of the moment kind of thing. Um, I posted up there as a, Hey, anybody going to show a new to right. play the game? he was like, yeah, I can do it Saturday. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, it was, yeah, it didn't fit my schedule. Well, no, I would have liked to, but I had MS other things you. going on. right. <laughs> well, you're not eight no very often
2: and That's we're no true. longer
0: undefeated too. So maybe I should have gone. <laughs> that was a rough watch, but.
1: Uh, so it goes. Yeah. Uh, so we played We played 500
0: points. Oh, that's so quite it, small.
1: Super small. Uh, we didn't do any of the characters. Uh, it's just getting the basics of the movement down right. and everything. Right. Makes sense. Um, I was surprised at how fast it goes uh, once you start getting, first off with how the units are deployed in the game, where you have to roll to see if your guys are going to even come on. Uh, is a really interesting mechanic and in the way it right. changes as the turns go. Because yes. our first two, first two turns, we didn't have anything on the board.
0: You guys rolled that I bad? rolled
1: that bad. <laughs> That's
0: pretty sad. Because you only need to roll three or better.
1: I, exactly.
0: Right. So um, for those of you out there who are not aware, so one of the interesting things that makes Conquest different than many other games is that you start the game with no models on the board.
1: Yep, completely bare Everything board. Everything
0: comes off your board edge. And so you have three different classifications of models. In your army, you have light, medium, and heavy. Yep. Uh, they may not use those phrases exactly, but that's basically but that's, yeah. but that's what you get. And so uh, any light units are the only thing that can come on in turn Turn one. one. Yep. And so you take the number of light units that you have in your list, and you roll and a you die roll for each one. And then for every three or better that you get, you get to, you get to then choose which, which ones of your come units on, come yeah. on. So you, you don't have to say... Okay, I got unit A that's light, I'll roll for that. Unit B that's light, that's that's light, roll for that. Unit C that's light, roll for that. No, instead you roll three dice and then you pick which one you want. Yep. Which I do like that aspect of of the randomness. So even though it's random and you might not get everything on or, or, you know, but as long as you get one success, you're going to get that one unit that you really want on the Yeah,
1: yeah, definitely. Which Um, I thought was
0: cool. And then as the game goes on,
1: yeah. Once you have everything on the board, I like because it starts. I mean, you start moving immediately right after you're on there, and and then at the start of the turn when you've got everything, mm-hmm. you have a card for each of your units. Yes, and you shuffle those or how and you decide what order you right. want them.
0: Yeah, you don't shuffle. <laughs> you, you I, don't. I might have. <clears throat> well, no wonder you lost. I actually I didn't. <laughs> I might have because I wanted threw to know it, what threw they it to do to make you feel good.
1: <laughs> um. So you put them in order that you want, right? Uh, you, obviously, you, you
0: construct you construct the deck in in the order that you want your cards. And to there's control. definitely
1: some strategy in oh. that because you're looking across the board.
0: I think you have no idea. I, yeah, I how really strategy don't. strategy is in that? <laughs> uh,
1: but then you play them as it goes, and once you get into combat, right? It goes fast. Yes. Like a lot of these games, they'll have the tar pit that everybody calls the tar pit, that big unit that blocks up the center. Sure. You go and attack it, and all it's doing is holding your unit there.
0: Yep, you're just sitting there.
1: The way Parabellum does it with Conquest is when you're in combat with them, you start losing. um, Well, you start making rolls for your resolve, I think. Yep, Um, which is
0: basically a leadership check.
1: Yeah, Um, and things disappear fast. Real fast. When you're in combat, so you're not locked in for very long. Not
0: very long. Yeah, so each unit will have a resolve value. Yep. And then um, for however many casualties you take from actual fighting, you gotta you need roll to for that. <laughs> that many dice. And for every failure that you have, which for most units is a pretty easy thing to do, is fail. Yeah. <laughs> at least with my stuff, they're usually like a two. So oh, I, yeah, I gotta roll a one or a two to not lose a model. Well, and
1: that's that's the different thing too, is like so the, we play all these games and we're used to give me that six, give me that six, right. and we're like, Oh wait. Yeah because so, you need to roll low.
0: Yeah, this is like a perfect game for me. <laughs> I traditionally roll like ass. I, yep. Right. You know, so I'm expecting to do well in this game. That,
1: we're interviewing Brian. That's I, I need to talk to Brian because both of us roll really low, yeah. especially on d sixes. Right. <laughs> it's, it's the perfect it's game perfect for game. it.
0: That's absolutely true.
1: Uh, but yeah, it it so it took about two hours to play it.
0: Okay, um, but, but
1: but it's a learning game, so yeah, it was learning of each of these steps. A lot of explanation, yeah. Um, and it's really cool because each of the cards has a barcode on them that you can scan that sends you to Parabellum site to show the stats. Nice that they update. So it's not one of those things where you got a whole bunch of cards that are useless because the stats are wrong because they updated. Right. Um. No, the card is just the picture of the unit. Yep. With the code on it. Right and you scan it, and it pops up your list, or you have a pr- you can print off a list. Right. Uh, but we didn't. We just scanned them, and it was really fast right there in your hands.
0: Yeah, I have found their list builder to be pretty nice, too, on their website.
1: I've only dinked around with it a little bit.
0: Yeah, I messed, I've i messed around with it for the last couple of weeks. Yeah. It, it, it's, it took a, a second to kind of get it figured out.
1: Figure out how exactly right. to work it, yeah.
0: yeah. Because there's a couple of, of unique features to the game. Uh, like one of the interesting things about when you build your list is that every character has units assigned to that character. Yeah. So they're like, I I can't remember the exact term, but it's like a... a, Oh, Seems like
1: it was regiment or something like that. It might be regiment. Yeah, it might be yeah.
0: a, a good word for it. So each, yeah, each character has his regiment. We'll you just use that word for now. Yeah. And so uh, each character can have have up to four units in their regiment. And, and
1: then, it and it actually like stops you from taking other ones that you can't use. Oh yeah, which is
0: really yes. helpful. <laughs> right. That's totally true. And the other thing I think is very cool and unique about the game is that each character, you have two types of units that they can take basically like core units yeah and then non-core units yep so he can have up to four units but to take a non-core unit you have to have a core unit so basically if you can take four things you have to have two core to have two non core non-core yeah which i think is a neat mechanic yeah and then the other thing i think is super cool is that each character type in your list has different core units. Yep. And then they also have different non-core units. <laughs> and so there's certain units in your book that you have to have a specific character to be able to take that unit. Yeah. Period.
1: Yeah, it's not one of those, oh, well, I'll just take this one. No, no, you have to have him to right. play
0: it. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, ways to like, unlock. you. I guess unlock yeah. would be a really yeah. good term. Yeah, I mean, really. It so really order regiment. In order to get... This unit, we need to get this character to unlock that option. Yeah, which I think is super neat and super creative.
1: Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to like dive more in for myself to into the list building.
0: Yeah, I I agree.
1: Um, my problem is I always start with the models first. Yeah, I I w- tend to I get the models like that model is really cool. I want that one. I don't know right. where it's going to be in the list, but huh? it's going to be in the list because that's cool.
0: I know exactly what you're saying.
1: <laughs> yep, and then I start playing with the list, and I'm like, oh. Yes. Well, crap, I need to go buy that because yeah. I can't use and that. And now
0: it looks good on my <laughs> shelf, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I also dinked around with it last weekend. Okay. Not officially with a with a sure. with Vanguard, you know, but a friend of mine and I got together okay. uh, on Friday night and we were just toying around with things. And, you know, being a, a you know, a longtime GW player, I didn't really, we were just screwing around sure. with the mechanics, you know, it was nothing, you know, hardcore, you know, super tight rules or anything well, like man. that. As we fumbled through it, basically. Like, sure. And. As you do. Right. And so we got it through about turn five. We're like, all right, the game's over. You know, turn five's done. You know, and I'm just sitting here thinking the whole time. I'm going, boy, I'm glad neither of us had any heavies because heavies are never going to do anything in this game, <laughs> you know, in five <laughs> turns. Why would you ever take a heavy unit? Because heavies can't even start to roll to come on from reserve until turn four. Yeah. And you know, so I'm just thinking, boy, heavies must just be these incredibly Least. fast cavalry units or something, you know, just like, and just fly across the board. Cause you know, otherwise the, they're only going to have like two turns, you know? And then after we're all done, you know, we're kind of talking about, I look at the missions and it's like, Oh, 10 turns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, well now that makes now way That's the sense. one to
1: bring the giant.
0: Yeah, yep. e- exactly. So, you know, I thought, so the length of the games is obviously much longer than other traditional games, yeah. but the pace of the game is a lot faster as well, I think, at least in in my experiment. I thought the game flowed pretty quick.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, a, once you're into it, it's fast. Right. Um, it, it, The setup seems to take about the same amount as... Like, if you look at it from, like, for me, my experience is with, like, Kings of War. Right. So, the setup when you're setting up your army and deploying everything, really, that first two turns in Conquest right. takes about the same amount of time. Okay. Um, that makes sense. But you're actually more involved. That's what I like about it.
0: Well, in Kings of War, it's like you have all your stuff yeah. Then your point moves. Yeah. Yep. And just by having the alternating units that, that Conquest has, It keeps you involved. Yeah. Well, because you are.
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) there's no kind of sitting there kind of waiting. Yeah,
0: there's no time to go to the bathroom because, you know, as soon as the other guy's done moving his unit, it's your next unit. You're going. Right. And, yeah, yeah, the Song of Ice and Fire miniature game works that same way. And I've always really liked that about that game. Yeah. You know, and with Conquest, you know, having to stack your deck, you know, with, with your units. Yeah you got to put a ton of thought into that. You really process.
1: do because if, and, and it's also part of that whole, because you're stacking up your cards, but it doesn't mean you're going first because no, you, you got to roll for that. I mean, that's <laughs> totally true. So when you're doing your units and lining up, it's like, well, I need this guy to go first, right. but if I lose that role, I'm going to lose this unit. So maybe I switch it up and try them in a different spot. That, that's
0: and a good point.
1: Yeah, so there, there's a lot so, to it.
0: You know, here's a question. Uh, this is something that came up for us, and we couldn't find the answer quickly, so we just moved on. Because who gives a <laughs> shit, you know, sure. dinking around. Yeah. Uh, but maybe Ian brought it up when he was running through your demo. So if that were to happen, and you had a unit on the top of your deck, and then that unit got wiped out before he was able to go, what happens when you flip that card?
1: Eat nothing. So you, you just, that card so goes away. You, as soon as the unit goes away, the card goes away. Okay. Yeah, so, so you would You would just still keep drawing go. until
0: you have a, yeah. a, a unit that's on the yeah. board. Okay. Which so happened so in our demo. So you don't have like a dead space where. Yeah, there's no dead space. Where your opponent has to go twice or something yeah, because nope. your thing died. Okay.
1: Yep. Yeah, no, you immediately flip the next one.
0: Well, that's what we did, well, you know,
1: so. <laughs> well, you did it right. You know, the instinct was,
0: was the correct way to play the rules. Well, there you go. <laughs> Okay, good good to know. Yeah. All right, that that does make sense, because it does seem like that would be pretty brutal.
1: Oh, yeah. Right. Uh, And it's interesting how they have uh, each of the units, because, like, uh, so I was playing the dwarves, which I am I mangled Jarl, so I'm not going to say the dwarves. Dwaygom. Dwaygom. See, I can say it now. Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Uh, I was playing them, and I assumed that the uh, fire elemental... The unit of three of them. Right. I assumed they were like a medium or a heavy. They're a light. Ooh. Yeah, they're a light. Oh,
0: hey, So were they, they came in,
1: uh, oh, as soon as they hit combat, they were nasty. Okay. They ripped apart his uh, cavalry. Nice.
0: <laughs> so did you guys use objectives and all that jazz? No. Okay.
1: No, we just kind of So while attacking each other. So I've been listening some, to some podcasts sure. on, on
0: Conquest. And one of the things that I'm gathering uh, – is that light cannot score objectives. Oh. So okay. while light get on the board fast and can maybe, you know, harry some enemy units and stuff like that, they're not going to claim you a bunch of objectives.
1: No, they're going to hold off. Right. So you, your unit, yeah. I'm going to hold you off with my light so I can get my other units into you the score. It. You got it. So um, it's kind of, it's, it's a kind of so small play on that tar so you, pit. you
0: don't want to have too many lights because then you won't have yep. anything to score objectives. You know, and then the other thing that with a lot of heavies that is rough is that you come on the board so much later that the other person already (laughs) has all his mediums on the objective while you're still coming on the board. Yeah. So there's a lot of list balance that that needs to occur to make sure that you get things coming out at the right timing, you know, to give yourself the board presence that you need to to hold objectives and that
1: kind of thing. It'll be interesting to see how this goes. Yeah, for sure.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's the rule set. Seems fairly easy to learn. Yeah. uh, But there's a lot of nuance to make it fun and challenging to master. Yeah. I'm not even going to say difficult, you know, but, you know, fun and challenging.
1: Yeah, definitely challenging.
0: Yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a blast to uh, see two painted armies going at each other. Oh, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Oh, completely true.
1: Even though my list will suck, it's all right. (laughs)
0: Okay. Well, I'm I'm hoping mine doesn't suck. But it's gonna have an apex predator in it. So if the apex predator sucks, mine's gonna suck.
1: <laughs> I have a hard time believing that, that thing's gonna suck. <laughs> yeah.
0: Have you seen the size of the spear? It's huge. <laughs> it's huge. It's so big. It's a pretty glorious model. Yeah. I saw a picture of a young lady who had gotten one, yep. and she was holding it up next to her face, and that's a it's a big model. <laughs> it's a big. good it's a good sized dinosaur. Yeah. So, which means, like, when the dragon comes out for the Dwaycom, that thing might be pretty darn big, too. Probably. Yeah. All right. Looks cool. I'm down. (laughs) Sign me up. Big, cool models works. Yeah. I'm definitely down. (laughs) Well, cool. So, what's the next unit you're going to
1: paint? So, I'm going to finish up my Huskarls. Okay. And then, uh, and
0: that's the sample model you painted, right? Yeah. He's a house carl. Yep.
1: Yep. He's one of the huscarls. So, so, actually, what I did if was you're,
0: if you're not a conquest fan, picture historical Viking warrior. That, yeah. That's the house carl. I mean, that really is big wooden shield with metal studding, uh, fur, cloak, big fur
1: cloaks, nice big armor, Viking sword. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty simple beard. Oh, yeah. Definitely the beard. Yeah. Um, Viking. Yeah. I think I'm going to do the giant next
0: oh
1: well the mountain juton. okay yeah that, that so it's
0: really cool.
1: Yeah, so I put them together and I was kind of surprised at how big he is. How big is he? um how so big is he <laughs> So the GW Giants for age right. and the King's Award giant uh-huh. they're pretty similar in size. okay this guy's almost the same size as both of them. Really yeah he's not
0: as tall as either of them, okay. but he's thick burly. Oh yeah. Now, is this guy like the ice the ice giant? Uh, no. Is there multiple giants? Yes. Okay. So,
1: so there's an ice giant. Right. Uh, then the Jutons. And there's uh, a sea one, a mountain one, and an earth one. Okay. So there's, so there's multiple. Multi- the multi-kit? Yeah.
0: All right. So you pick the style that you want to build.
1: Yeah. And I just went with the mountain one.
0: All right.
1: It was easy enough. Sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's uh, after I get the Husker all done, I think that he's going to be the next one. Very just cool. Just because I want to paint something big.
0: Very cool. Well, as you can see on my table here, uh, the war bread. Yeah, you got the war bread. I got the war bread. They're my next unit I got to put together, uh, and then I also have a box of the Raptor Riders on order. Oh, okay, okay. Yep, I ordered both of those at the same time, and one came in, the other did not. <laughs> and then uh, the Apex Predator is on is going to be shipping out next week. Next week. Yeah. Ooh. Exciting stuff.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see the Apex Predator.
0: <laughs> so I am. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, I'm working on my unit of Braves. Yep. Uh, I'd say they're probably 75% done. Oh, all right. Uh, And after I get done with that, I've decided I'm going to do the Slingers next. Okay. Because the other, the third unit I have already put together is the alternate variation of the Braves. Oh, okay. So I kind of figured I didn't want to do the same models all over again because, you know, they are the same models except for weapons and heads. Sure. And
1: so kind of switch it up and keep it yeah, keep know, it exciting for yourself
0: right yeah because I think I thought that doing another unit exactly the same right afterwards you get into that
1: be a little boring
0: new... yeah could be a little bit boring yeah because there's a lot of bits to pick out in detail wise
1: I so yeah even with the Huskers, I was surprised at the smaller details and a couple of things Right. Um, like when I first started painting I was looking at the helmet and I'm like okay it's got eyes and then I guess it's skin after I started layering on and I got out the yellow for the beard, I'm looking at that helmet and the bottom lines is like, that's actually beard in there. That's awesome. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So there is quite a bit of detail on these guys. Yeah,
0: And I didn't catch a lot of the detail until I had primer on them. Yeah. You're right. Cause that, that plastic is like a really dark gray. Yeah. Um, Really dull. Yeah. Really dull. And it was really kind of hard to see what was going on.
1: But then once you get that primer on and there, once you get the primer on stuff there, stuff starts popping. Starts
0: popping, you know. And I think, okay, yeah, I I can work with this. And you know, you start going at it, and then I'm like, oh, he's got <laughs> a little tiny bones all over the freaking place. Yeah, so got to pick all those out. Yep. You know, and I I ended up, you know, there's a lot of detail on there, and I ended up putting the time in to to get it. And all I think that's out. the
1: best part about doing this game is right. It's. There's a lot of detail. We can spend some more time on these models. We're not rushing to do some event. Right. Uh, we're, well, we're not. Maybe. I might, well.
0: I might try to play this at Adepticon. We're going to see how it goes. Ooh. Thinking about it. <laughs> uh, I got I to see what's on the I list already got my events. list of what I've got to do for Adepticon. All right, well, uh, unlike you, I'm not running anything at Adepticon. <laughs> You're smart. And I am free to play. That's a thing. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm going to see if <laughs> I, there's any conference right. events, and I might. I yeah, might, there is. Really push and try to get something up and running.
1: That would be really cool. Buy
0: Adepticon. So that'd be quite the journey when I've got four months. Yep. I can, I can do a lot in four months. Yeah.
1: That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to need to get some games in.
0: <laughs> yes, I will. Yes, I will. And I will get some games in. Oh, yeah. You know, if I if I commit to playing in the event in Adepticon, I will definitely yeah. get, the, get the games in.
1: Awesome. Well, shall we see about our uh, interviews?
0: Well... Except for the interview's already done.
1: The interview's at the beginning. We're at the end. Right. They're the, they're in the middle. In the middle. Yeah. <laughs> I'm already talking about next week. <laughs> yeah.
0: A little peek behind the curtain. Yo. Yep. For sure. Well, hey, Rick, it's been good hanging out with you tonight.
1: It's been a blast. It's
0: been great talking Conquest. Uh, I feel... I hope all of our listeners out there are at least interested in Conquest because we'll probably be talking about it fairly <laughs> regularly. Me. You know, because that's what we're working on I have right a now. feeling that
1: this is going to be part of the podcast for the next foreseeable for for a while I think yeah yeah Yeah. so because it's what we're working on
0: enjoy the ride you know even if this isn't your game it's still kind of interesting to hear about yeah at least I think it is so cool all right have a good night yep thanks for joining us everyone we'll see you in a couple weeks
2: Elderwood Academy makers of customized wood and leather gaming products built just for you check out more and build your own at elderwoodacademy.com